0: Welcome to Tea Time with Marcella. Grab your favorite cup of tea or the beverage of your choice and join us as we dive into today's topic. Needs. And so we're going to come, we're talking from Matthew, the sixth chapter. Um, I'm going to read that real quick. Um, Sister Lisa. And I have asked uh, Sister Dolores and Sister Viola to help me with my scriptures because I am a person that doesn't like to be up long. <laughs> so I've asked I've asked them to help me uh, read my scriptures so that I can expedite a lot of time and um, not be up before you too long. But today I'd like to talk about shut the door behind you. My allergies are acting up. I'd like to talk about shut the door behind you. In Matthew 6, verse 6 through through 8, it says, but when you pray, Go into your inner room, and when you have shut the door, pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will repay you. And when you are praying, do not use meaningless repetition as the Gentiles do, for they suppose that they will be heard for their much speaking. I'm sorry, there are many words. Therefore, do not lie. No, I'm sorry. Therefore, do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. And so the um, the thing that I like about uh, Jesus, He's telling us to go secretly and pray to the Lord. And, you know, He modeled before us our relationship with His Heavenly Father where He went play, uh, off into a solitude place or a... A place just by himself and he would pray and he would talk to the Lord and he would spend time with the Lord. And I know that the Lord, our Heavenly Father, loves to spend time with us. He demonstrated that in Genesis with Adam and Eve where he would come down in the cool of the day and he would be with them and he would talk with them and fellowship with them. So we know that he loves spending time with us. And Jesus is a model of spending time with his Heavenly Father. What I was studying and I was reading, I kind of went to 2 Kings, the fourth chapter. And if you just let me uh, go back a little bit. 2 Kings, the fourth chapter, there was two women in that, in that uh, fourth chapter of 2 Kings. The first woman was a widow. Her husband had died and he had worked with the man elisha the man of god elisha and he died and when he died he left her not i'm sure he didn't intentionally do it you know in my in my own reasoning but he left her with his responsibilities his debt he had unpaid debt he owed the creditors and because he owed the creditors, when he passed away, his debt went to his wife and his two sons. And they were going to take his two sons and make them slaves to pay off his debt. Well, this woman, she went to the man, Elisha, and she said, A man of God, she says, my, uh, your servant, he's passed away, he's left me with this debt that the creditors are now trying to take my sons, and she said, I don't know what to do. And he asked her, he says, well, what do you have in the house? And she said, I have a flask of olive oil. Well, he told her to, to go and borrow from her neighbors and her friends as many vessels and as many containers, bowls or whatever that she could get. And then he told her, when you've gotten it, go into the house shut the door behind you, and then begin to pour the olive oil into those containers. Well, she and her sons did that, and when they had filled everything, she asked one of her sons for one more vessel, and he said, there aren't any more. Well, when he said there aren't any more, she said, uh, well, when he he said there aren't any more, then her oil stopped flowing. And she went to the man of God, and she told him what had happened. And he told her to take what you have, sell it, pay off the debt, and what's left, you and your sons live on it. So God did something in secret. She shut the door behind her and followed what the man of God said. Now here, she is doing what the man of God tells her to do. I like how Jesus in Matthew six, he tells us to pray. He doesn't tell us we need someone to intercede for us. He tells us to go to the father. The second lady in uh, second Kings chapter four, <coughs> excuse me, in second Kings chapter four, she uh, was a wealthy woman. She had a, a elderly husband and they had no children. And they would set aside and let Elisha come to their home and eat. And they even prepared a room for him to stay in. Well, one day, Elisha told her, you're going to have a son this time next year. When the son was born, he grew, and he went out to help his father, and he died. He ended up getting sick out in the fields when they were out there. Uh, harvesting, and he had a headache, and he, they took him back to his mom, and he sat on her lap until noon, and he passed away. And she took the child and put him in the room that they had prepared for the man of God, Elisha, and she shut the door behind him, and she and her servant went to find the man of God. The man of God ended up coming back with her, and he lay on the child, and the child began to, to get warm, and he laid on him a second time and the child sneezed seven times and came back to life. I love how these people trust in the man of God, but I love how Jesus tells us to trust in our heavenly father. There's nothing like trusting in Jesus. You can trust in man and they'll let you down. But if you trust in Jesus, there's no getting, you're never disappointed. It doesn't always come the way you want it, but it comes. That blessing is always there. So I asked myself, why do we pray? And I'm going to go to 1 Chronicles 29. And like I said, I've asked uh, these ladies to help me out, but this scripture I wanted to read myself. It's uh, First Chronicles 29, verses 11 and 12. Why do we pray to God? Thine, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty. Indeed, everything that is in the heavens and the earth. Thine is the dominion, O Lord, and thou doest exalt thyself as head over all. Both riches and honor come from thee and thou doest rule over all. And in thy hand is power and might, and it lies in thy hand to make great and to strengthen everyone." I, that was David's prayer. And I'm sure that Jesus, you know, <laughs> he's thinking about his ancestors' prayer, you know, how God, how David praises the Lord, and he's talking to the Lord. And he says here, pray then, in verse 9, pray then in this way, our Father who art in heaven. In this particular verse, he is establishing paternity. He is establishing paternity. Sister Viola, you're going to get 2 Corinthians 6 and 18. Jesus is establishing paternity. He's already told us to go into our secret closet, go in and shut the door behind us, spend some time with our Heavenly Father one-on-one, have a relationship with Him one-on-one. He's already told us that, but now He is establishing why. The the reason why is because God the Father is our Heavenly Father, He's He's our paternity. And Sister Viola, you have Second Corinthians six eighteen, please. I will be a father to you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. So He's establishing paternity. God is who did he th- Who did you just say, Sister Viola? Father. He is our Father. He is our heavenly Father, and Jesus is talking to His disciples. His spiritual sons, I like to say, those are his spiritual sons. Jacob had twelve sons, but Jesus had twelve also. They were spiritual. <laughs> and I love I love how he he uh, demonstrates to his disciples, he talks to his disciples. I, I just love I just love that he establishes with them that that God is our heavenly Father. And then he tells us how to praise. He says in verse nine, he says, our father who is in heaven, hallowed be thy name. So he's telling us to praise him. Why? Because he's holy. He's set apart, he's sacred. And so Luke 1 and 49 is our reference scripture for praising God. Yes, ma'am. 129, Say it. So we're giving praise to God. Why? Because he's done great things. We're establishing who he is and why we are giving him praise. He is the one that we look to. He's the one that we turn to. And he establishes in verse 10, he establishes what's most important. He says, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So he's giving us a priority. This is our priority, that the kingdom is coming and that his will be done. That's priority. We always want to know what God is trying to establish in us. Matthew 28, 19 says... This is a priority. When he says in um, the kingdom, Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, then he tell he gives us a commission in uh, Matthew twenty-eight, nineteen, and so that is our priority. And then in verse eleven, he says, Give us this day our daily bread. So he's establishing provision. So, so basically, Jesus, when he told us to pray to our Heavenly Father, he gave us paternity. he gave us praise, he gave, gave us priority, and now he is giving us provision. Provision, Matthew 6, verses 25 through 26. into their homes. Yet you are heavenly Father, it Are you not much better than they? So he's establishing that, Christ, that God the Father provides for us. He provides everything that we need. We don't have to worry about it. And you know, and I have a personal testimony that about a month ago, I was talking on my podcast on the Thursday night and I was talking about that God is enough. And I was telling how that I had witnessed some miracles. I witnessed a lady being brought back to life. I witnessed um, um, some other things. I witnessed that my niece was, she was in a coma for like two weeks or two and a half weeks. And they didn't think she was gonna come out of it. But we went in and we prayed and God's power, not us, but God himself, his power, reached down and touched her and pulled her immediately up out of that coma. So I've witnessed God do some miracles, and I was like, you know, God's power is just awesome. There's nobody like Jesus. There's nobody like His His Father. There's nobody like the Holy Spirit. He provides everything that we need. He, he is our provision. He's gonna... And so when I was talking about that on that um, Thursday night, I had a need, but I didn't share it with anybody. (laughs) And on Friday morning, the Lord blessed me with $484. And that helps me to live. You know, and I was just ecstatic because God provided a need that I didn't even tell anybody that I had. He just, he's just like that. You know, he, he provides for us. And so then in um, verse 11, it says, give us this day. Okay, that we just read that. Verse 12, and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. So here he, he uh, establishes that we are pardoned. We are pardoned. He teaches us to forgive, and the consequence of us forgiving causes us to be forgiven. If we forgive someone else, the consequence of forgiving that person, that, then we are forgiven. So, Christ pardons us. And so, I love that about him. He says in Matthew, the sixth chapter, and the fourth, 14th verse, I'm going to read that. And for, it, for if you forgive men for their transgressions, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. So, he establishes that if we forgive, then we are forgiven. He pardons us. So, that's the consequence of forgiveness. But if you do not forgive men, then your Father will not forgive you your transgressions. And so I love that about Jesus, how he is teaching his spiritual sons, his disciples, how to pray, how to recognize not only the paternity, not only how to praise our Heavenly Father, but he is talking about provision. He's talking about priority. He's talking about everything that we need to meditate on so that we can continue to grow in the Lord. And then in verse 13, he says, And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. So here he establishes power. He establishes power. Authority uh, in this particular verse is a Greek word, exousia. And means jurisdiction power and strength Matthew 28 18 Jesus says all authority has been given to me in heaven and in earth so so Jesus is acknowledging that he has power he has power where does he get his power from he gets it from his heavenly father because he already established in verse 9 that we're praying to our Father. So he gets his power from his heavenly Father. I want to encourage you to go into your secret place. I want to encourage you to shut the door behind you. I want to encourage you to shut out all the distractions, the noise, the problems, the worries, everything, and just meditate on Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, your will be done in earth as it is in heaven. I wanted to encourage you to to recognize the things that the Lord is doing in your life. I want you to recognize the paternity in Christ Jesus. He is our Father. Amen. He is our Heavenly Father. And I don't have anything else. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm closing. Established fraternity. He established praise. He established priority. He established provision. He established the pardon. If you forgive, the consequence of forgiveness is your pardon. And he establishes power. Father, we thank you for this word. We thank you that you are uh, uh, our Heavenly Father. We thank you that you are our provider. We thank you that you have all power in your hands. Nothing is too difficult for you so that whenever we have a need, you are there for us. Thank you that we are sharing with other people that you want to be there in their life as well. And we are encouraging people to shut the door behind them and have a personal relationship with you. And we give you glory and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I hope that you have been encouraged and enlightened. Join us here each Saturday at 3 p.m. for Tea Time with Marcella.